Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, and echo Hello and welcome to the gathering on Signs of Life Radio. I'm Bob Ginsberg, and we're all, you're also here with Tom and Melissa Gould, our normal trio for the gathering show. And as you know, this is the show where we um, answer questions that you either call in with or you email us. But it's not only questions. We're interested to learn of personal experiences that you may have had. And by personal experiences, I'm talking about experiences and communications that can't be explained by in physical terms you know such as you know what we're talking about dream visitations and signs and communications and so forth um before we get going tonight i I just want to apologize to everybody in advance i've been trying to get rid of this uh nagging cough (laughs) I, i was doing an interview uh, last week, and I was being interviewed by the host, and in the middle of the interview, I went on this coughing jag, and he wanted to know if he should dial 911. So <laughs> I reassured him that it was okay. But Tom and Whistle just take over if I if that happens. So um, in case you'd like to call in, and, and we hope that you do, we'd like to hear from you, either with a question or to share an experience. The number here is 888-627-627. 6008. And, and, and Tom, a, a couple of people felt more comfortable relating their personal experiences uh, in an email. And some of them are lengthy, but they're, they're all very good. So I wanted to start off with one. Um, uh, person writes on, on February 5th, it will be the two year crossing anniversary anniversary date of my beautiful daughter. She died in her sleep and it was very peaceful. However, because it was so unusual for a 16-year-old to just fall asleep and not wake up, the police were doing an investigation to see if there was any foul play. There wasn't, but the day after she died, I was on the phone with the detective. Uh, It was just after sunrise and because it was Valentine's season, we had Valentine's decorations up, including a heart on the front door. I looked up at the wall in my living room and I dropped the phone on the detective because when I saw the shadow of the heart decoration on the wall, I knew in my soul it was my daughter saying hello. I felt overwhelming love and awe that her energy was right there. The beautiful thing is, over these two years, I am getting more adept at how our relationship continues and is. But she's very talented, and over the last two years, I've received hearts every single day. I have physical, tangible, artistic hearts, including four or five made out of metal that I just randomly found on the road. She sent me mother of pearl hearts, diamond hearts, hearts made of shells, glass, plastic, trash, food scraps, (laughs) and for her young cousin's pleasure, cat poop hearts. (laughs) 
Like Laurel and Jackson says in her book, Signs, I always share them with my loved ones through text messages. And of course, I think my, of my daughter. She gives her aunt uh, the letter Q, which is the first initial of my daughter's name, randomly on her phone when she is texting or emailing. Uh, she gives one of her aunts and me a lot of coins and money. We call them O-Cash and thank her profusely. The point is our loved ones who have crossed are magical, but we do have to be open. It really helps in the healing process and in staying connected to see the, the communication. Wow, that's, that's a beautiful. I got chills. I, I know, you know, sometimes when something resonates with you or you just know this is the real deal, you kind of get shivers. And, and as you read that, Bob, that's how I felt. That was, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. How, how exciting for the whole family. Yeah, I, and I especially enjoyed the cat poo parts. That's uh, that, that's a new one. But that uh, her daughter is quite inventive, especially in that. Uh, well, I hope um, I hope listeners, you know, t- take heart in that and not not feel like they've been left out from not getting signs, but understand. Look at all the many ways things can show up, and it. You know, it's not like a rock falling on your head. It's something subtle, like a, a shadow on the wall, a, the shape of a leaf, anything like that. Yeah. But very also important is once you notice it and thank the person for sending it, you get more. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of other compelling ones. But before we get to those, let's, let's go to the phones a bit. We have... Uh, Sandy from Michigan uh, on, on line one. Hello, Sandy. Yes, speaking. Hi. 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 Um, I, had, I had also sent in an email about my after-death communication. Uh, I didn't even have time to read it because I just sent it. But in, uh, my mother died in 2006. I was with her at the hospital. Um, I was able to speak with her, although she was irritated and she wasn't able to talk back, and then her heart stopped. And I asked my mother if she would, after she passed, if she would stay with me. And she did in a very amazing way. Uh, about a week after she passed away, I was showering in the downstairs bathroom. I came out of the bathroom, went to the sink. There's a small oval mirror there. It was all steamed up. I started wiping it off from the bottom, and suddenly I saw writing in the steam on the mirror. It was, I love you, and then to the right, the letter M, but then I had erased the bottom. I was totally amazed. Now, my mother was an open-minded person. She had, you know, she um, she was open to psychics and things like that, and she if anybody could use their spirit energy to write something on steam, I mean, my mother could do that. And I did ask anyone else who was in the house for that past five days or a week since my mother had passed over, if they, I can't imagine why anyone would write that. But anyway, uh, I investigated to see if there was some quote unquote rational explanation and there was not. And so, um, that's an amazing message from my from my mother. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what, Sandy, I, I did get your email just before we went on the air, and I also did get your photo. So 
uh, yeah. Sandy, Sandy did uh, email um, a photo exactly, and it's exactly as she describes. Wow. Uh, it's it's unmistakable. Um, so, uh, and and um, I like that you uh, you ruled out all the physical explanations. So, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. so you know that um, this is something that that's non physical in nature and clearly a sign. So I, I appreciate you sharing that with us so much. Oh, and good for you for thinking to take a picture of it before it disappeared altogether. Well, yeah, and it was a small mirror, so I took it down. I replaced it with another one, and I've steamed it up, not in recent years, but twice after that I still saw the writing. And I I look at it in two ways. One is a wonderful gift from my mother, but the other is with my scientific brain, Uh, I did contact some people to say, well, okay, would there be a way to prove that this was a spirit energy that did this? In other words, if an actual person wrote this with their finger or a writing device, you'd think there'd be residue on there. And if there isn't any, I used to wonder, well, would that be some kind of quote-unquote proof? And I did look into that at the time in 2006. And then just in the last six months or so, I'm getting back into, you know, I joined forever. Family Foundation, and I'm just getting back into it. Yeah, well, we like the way that that you think, and I'm glad you called in because you tell the story much better than I would have read it. So I uh, appreciate <laughs> that. Again, and 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 true, you know, I mean, yeah, it is possible that somebody wrote that, um, and that there would would have been some re- lasting residue. But then you have to ask yourself, why? You know, I mean, why would somebody write that? <laughs> you know, so well, yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, there was a little girl. My granddaughter, who was four, didn't know how to write. Even my yeah. eight-year-old grandson, why would he write it? But I, without telling him why, I asked him to to write some things, and it it wasn't his writing. I didn't do yeah. it. My partner yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for letting me share it. And thank you for sharing it with us. Thanks so much. It's it's, it's a wonderful sign for mom. And good detective work. You yeah. yeah. Eliminating all other possibilities. Now, you know, Bob, I th- where you were going with that, I think, is even if someone else had written it, the fact that you saw it at that point was significant, uh, which reminds me of a story of my uh, son-in-law's father uh, or my son-in-law's mother had passed away in in june of one year and we didn't want the uh her husband to be alone for the holidays so we invited him out to our house they live in california we're in new york and uh when i picked him up from the airport or i don't know the particulars but we drove past this uh, this wall that's on a a road, a well-traveled road, but not one that you would walk down necessarily. Hardly anybody walks the road. And as we went back past this wall, in big letters was painted, I will always love you. And you should preface, Tom, by this gentleman knew that he could talk openly to Tom and I about is Kathy still with me? And he couldn't share that with his friends back in California. So you were probably having a discussion as you always So I told him, I said, you know, Jim, that was not there yesterday. And then we got you today, you saw it. And it was there Mm. while he was there. He, uh, and we're talking now, what, 10 years at least. Yeah. And 
when he went back to California, within the week, somebody had cleaned it off the wall. And that was 10 years ago. There's never been any graffiti on that wall since. And, and before, for that matter. It was just that one time when he showed up. Now, clearly, that wasn't a spirit. But somehow his wife got it into somebody's head, go and do that. You know, it's, it's right. a, there are multiple levels in which you can get signs that are significant. Yeah. All right, let's, um, let's go to uh, another caller. We have uh, Laura from Indiana. Hello, Laura. Hello. Um, I don't know if I'll make it through the call. My grief is very new. My son um, committed suicide the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Oh, so, so just sorry. Two months ago. But prior to that, in 2004, when my son was 16 and my other children were 11 and 8, their father did the same thing. Oh, my goodness. Heartbreaking. So this is my second round. Oh, and a good friend sent me the book, Signs, um, by Laura Jackson. And honestly, I'm only, you know, about halfway through it. And I keep, you know, praying and looking for signs. Aww. But I just don't know. And mostly what was I got, I saw the email tonight was about the Family Foundation I'm really looking for a retreat or someplace to go. And I didn't know if you all would have that type of information. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, first of all, I mean, our, our hearts go out to you. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's such a, a horrible loss. And I do hope that, I mean, it's so raw for you right now, but, um, you know, eventually, you know, the signs will come, you know, regarding the retreats, yeah, I mean, if you go on the website, you know, foreverfamilyfoundation.org, um, the retreats are all listed there. Unfortunately, we keep the, the attendance at the retreats very small, you know, to 50 people, and they sell out very, very quickly. Um, however, um, if you feel that you're able to make one at this early time, the, the next retreat that we're posting, we're going to post it next week, and it's in California. Um, and, um, I think we're going to, if you look on the website, we're probably going to open up for registration around the 10th of the 11th of this month. So, um, yeah, I mean, you probably, you probably would benefit greatly because not only, um, you know, are there, you know, grief professionals and, 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 uh, certified mediums and so forth, but you'll be among, um, many people who know truly know how you feel, including those, you know, parents who have also uh, lost, you know, children to suicide. So um, if you can make it, I mean, the next one after that would be um, next January in in, uh, in Florida. Unfortunately, the other well, two I, sold out. I but do yeah. believe in signs. I can share one story um, sure. from my husband. So that's easier to talk about as it's not as fresh. But um, my daughter was only eight when he passed away, and she got married in 2016. She was 
pretty young. Um, and the week preparing for the the wedding, we we kept seeing this cardinal, and it's like it just kept it would sit literally on my on my side mirror of my car. And I'd look out the kitchen window and be that cardinal sitting there on my car. I've never seen a cardinal sit on a mirror. And then it would fly to the, the windowsill, and it would just fly back and forth, fly back and forth, fly back and forth. And I said, Lauren, your dad's here. Yeah. And and that whole week, we saw it, like oh. every day. And then after um, the wedding, then we didn't see it anymore. And mm. I was just like, I think it's just a sign that he he's with you, and he's, oh, you know. You know. I, I think so. And, and um you know, I, I had a similar story, and and, and Tom and Melissa have a story, uh, a similar story, also involving uh, birds. And it's, you know, it's it, it's hard to dismiss because the circumstances are such that, you know, they don't there aren't many explanations, you know, why they would appear like that, you know, suddenly when you're thinking of your loved one. And as as Tom alluded to before, I mean, it's not as if. That was your husband. Your husband in, in the form of a bird. It's just that you know your husband in the spirit world was able to imprint something into the consciousness of the bird to get the bird to appear to you because he knew that you would recognize it as a sign. So right. um, yeah, I think that's um, it's wonderful that you got that, and and it was just to say hello. That's why it didn't come right. back again. Same thing in my situation. You know, it just. It stayed for uh, two birds stayed for a day or two, and then you know that was it. But it, I guess that that's what I needed at the time. So, exactly. I thank thank thanks so much for for sharing that, and and I hope that you receive similar signs, you know, from from your son very soon. You know, also I might add that it, these grief retreats, as Bob says, they sell out very quickly, and it can get very frustrating, and especially that you're in in real need right now uh also on the website when you go look for the retreats look at our page of certified mediums we do we test mediums pretty extensively it's very difficult tests to pass and uh there there is a listing of a lot of mediums there uh if you uh sign up for or, or or contact one to get a medium reading that can really help a lot if to get a one-on-one okay. -on -one. and and I, I know you're from indiana and you're probably thinking well how many mediums am i going to find in indiana a lot of mediums will do phone readings in fact a lot of them prefer phone readings because there's no distractions so uh you might consider that if you need more immediate attention okay thank you very much and laura i just wanted to ask if you um, have you been seeking counseling of any sort? Or? Yes, um, my church put me in contact with a counselor, so and I do have they, seen her. Are they, are they open to hearing about you talk about signs? Um, well, they're, they're going to be because, um, <laughs> yeah. 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 because well. I've, I've been journaling, which basically it's just kind of writing letters to my son. And sure. she asked me the last time if I would care to sh to bring it in. So mm -hmm. I'm really talking to him in that. I mean, I think, you know, maybe I've had one sign that I think was him, 
I was, I work from home and I was just struggling, you know, to work, but I was working and, um, all of a sudden something just like fell and I thought, what's that? But I was in, I didn't get up from my desk, but it was just like in the corner of the room. And then I was having an issue in regards to his son, my grandson was like, or the ex-wife's not letting us see him, et cetera. And I was just kind of praying, you know, and saying, oh, Nick, just tell me what to do. How do I handle this situation? Just show, you know, just tell me something. And I looked over and this, this flameless LED candle that I thought was burnt out was on. And I just thought, that's kind of weird. So I got up and then I, and then I thought of the thing that had fallen over. And I thought, well, I'm going to go over there. And by then I was crying and I couldn't work. And I'm standing there and I'm looking around to see what fell. And there was absolutely nothing that fell. I kind of thought it was a plate that I put like on a plate shelf that slid down. But that was standing upright. Everything was fine. I looked all around the floor. There was nothing. And I thought, well, that was a sign for me to look over and see that candle to tell me he was here with me and, and what, you know, what I was doing was right. That is true, true, and and it's great that you're writing because mm-hmm. you know he's getting all of those messages. He's he's seeing what you're writing. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Laura. Our, our hearts are with you, and and we hope that one day we get to meet it, uh, meet yeah. you at one of the retreats. Okay, so. thank you very much. Hang in there. Take care. Bye bye. 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 So um, we have, you know, some some questions, of course, that came in, and 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 also, you know, more experiences. Um, here was a question that said, if someone did didn't believe in an afterlife while they were alive, will they be able to communicate with us after they die? We hear um, that a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, the short answer is, yeah, they would. They will. I mean, we, we've talked about this before. So if they didn't believe in an afterlife and then they die and they see that they're still alive, well, that that's out the window, right? <laughs> so um, that's right. Yeah. So you know, they'll be able to communicate with you like like you know anyone else would. So I mean, the point is, it didn't matter if they believe in an afterlife. It doesn't matter what their religious beliefs. Or if they had any, um, uh, it, it, these things, you know, just happen uh, unrelated to, to one's beliefs. You guys agree with that, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Yeah, my father was not a believer at all, and he comes through with signs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's see what we have here. This is another account that's it's long, but it's worth reading because it's, it's pretty poignant. Um, and, you know, she entitled it Those Last Moments. Uh, I, I was clear that she was ready. Juliet had given me permission telepathically first thing in the morning to go ahead and give her maximum morphine. I hit the morphine pump every hour for three hours in a row. She was sitting up, hunched over, struggling to breathe. She held to the railing periodically until she grew too weak and then she would fall back and rock in her attempt to breathe again. She was very alert, even still, um, as she had been the entire time I had known her. I commented to her that there was a new rattling sound now in her lungs. Uh, we had been watching so closely the demise of her 
frail, cancer-ridden body. She nodded yes, acknowledging that we both knew. I left the room to take a break to see Sharon off. Uh, She had stayed with us the night before and was heading out. She shared with me her dream that the helpers were waiting until her breathing was steady, and then they would cut the cord, cut the cord of her life here on planet Earth. I spent a short while doing yoga and drank some juice. I was beyond tired. I was fully present, however. My mummy was leaving, and I had to be steady somehow for both of us. It had been one long day that lasted 10 weeks, but I was never in a hurry for this moment to come. I went back into the room with the thought of regulating her breath from the message that Sharon had given me. I felt her relief when I walked into the room. I paused briefly to stroke her head as I entered and to help her sit up a bit. I probed her body helplessly, looking for a way that I might comfort her. I went to the foot of the bed and sat down in a chair, facing up at her and watching her gently as she tried to breathe. I began focusing my breath inside of myself, breathing intentionally from my feet up through the top of my head and then from my head down, out, and through the bottom of my feet. I got in a rhythm inside of myself, and then I transferred my breath to Juliet's struggling body. I began focusing my breathing through her body, from her feet, and out her head, from her head, and out through her feet. I really felt us breathing together as we joined in the sharing of one breath, even though I was breathing for her too. I just stayed there with my eyes closed, breathing, focusing on the breathing, and then at once... My eyes popped open and I looked up at her. She made one more gasp and then stopped moving. I leaned forward and said, oh, yeah, and froze. And from above her, suddenly the room was filling up with what looked like snowflakes pouring down from the ceiling above her head. The room seemed to go white, and I just stared at her body as these snowflakes covered her entirely. It seemed like there must have been two snowflakes for every cell in her body, gently covering her right down to her feet. And as they covered her feet, they immediately began their ascent back up through the ceiling in perfect rhythm, never skipping a beat. She was gone, carried away in light by snowflakes. I washed her face and brushed her hair one last time. And for some reason, I cut a bit of her hair and mine and put them together on the altar. I helped her lay back in bed. She was no longer hunched over. Her struggle was truly over now. She was free, and I was ready for a long nap. Um, I came to. She came to visit the next day, though our communion was never interrupted. It just changed. We have transition. Um, wow, that's that's uh, that's quite an account. Beautifully <laughs> written. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the imagery. It's just beautiful. And I had never heard that kind of description, you know, with the snowflakes and then going back up, like as if with the spirit carrying it away. I know. I, you know, when you meditate, a lot of times uh, guided meditation will talk about imagining a white light coming down and completely surrounding your body in uh, healing, loving energy. And you actually saw it happen. Mm-hmm. That's that's really Something. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was also interesting, you know, of, of, of matching her breathing, like they were breathing as one. Yeah, which which, which was that, and like you say, Melissa, we we haven't seen that before. We we've heard um, a lot of people talking about seeing a mist in the air, um, various lights, you know, vapors, um, things like that, um, and um, 
but not not snowflakes. And it is beautiful imagery. Beautiful. I agree. Let's see what else we have here. Um, I've heard multiple times, <coughs> excuse me, on your show and from others I've spoken with that when a person passes away, it's their time. What is the evidence for this? Um, while it can be reassuring to hear this, especially when one keeps going over in one's head all the things they could have done differently, which would likely have resulted in a different outcome, it raises questions in my mind regarding free will. If a person's time is determined ahead of time, how could their actions during their lifetime have any effect on the time of their passing? Um, it's, it's a lot of, there's a lot of things to, um, yeah. to talk about there. I mean, the first thing, you know, what is the evidence for this? Well, the only, the evidence that we have really comes from three different sources, you know, one near death experiencers who come back, many of them come back saying that they were told that it wasn't their time or that they had more work to do and send back. Um, other than that, and it, the really the, uh, the evidence is simply from channeled writings, um, and mediumship. And sometimes mediums talk about, you know, a person's time. Um, I also, yeah, I mean, it's a legitimate question. And, you know, especially if we're thinking in physical terms, how could it be, you know, um, you know, could we have taken an action that would have prevented this? So, um, and if so, you know, it troubles a lot of people, you know, why didn't I do it? Or, you know, if there is free will, how could things be predetermined? So, there's a lot. I wish I had the answers. Um, I'm, I'm sure you have some opinions on it. Yeah, there's, there's the free will part of it. I mean, yes, we've we've seen medium readings with people who uh, their loved ones has passed, or accident, or you know, falling somewhere, and the and the one left behind is just wrapped in guilt. How you know what could I have done to have stopped this? And the medium will say, you know, they're coming through. Don't beat yourself up. It was my time and I went, yeah. you know, and and even though it was a sudden thing, it was his time. Now, that brings us to the free will. Apparently, again, we this is just what we're getting from hearsay evidence, but when you decide that you're going to come and live in the physical world, you basically make a contract. I've heard about this word, you're making a contract. Yes, I'm going to come down to earth. My purpose will be this, you know, and my purpose and, it, and it'll be done at a certain time. So then you come to earth and how you get to that spot, you have free will. You're not going to stop the timing of right. when you're going to leave, but you are going to be able to determine, you know, if you learn your lessons or not. So just think about that. If you have a contract to, to build a house, you have free will to use whatever kind of nails or, you know, do the job great or not do the job great. That's where free will is. But in the end, the house has to be built. Uh, and, and in this case, you've made a contract to come here. And when the contract time is up, you're up. But while you're here, 
there's where free will is. Yeah, there's so much discussion about that because sometimes people who who die in what we would consider a horrible, painful death, uh, and others would who love them would say, "Why? Why would anyone choose that as their ending?" But there, there's so much, so much that we don't know, and with you know, just even perhaps coming into this world with just enough energy to complete what you had to complete, you know, you complete your life cycle, no matter what age it is. I know you, you felt that way about your daughter, Bob, and, and other people that we've read about, you know, their kids just kind of knew that they didn't have long on this earth. And I also think when they're youngsters, they have more of a, a, a feel of where they came from, like, you know, the little ones are, are have just come from that other side. But as teen kids get older, that part starts to fade. But yet, you know, we've heard that with young teenagers that yeah. have that sense. Right. That their time here and that they have to accomplish a lot because they, they feel that they're not going to be here very long. And you're listening to The Gathering on Signs of Life Radio, <clears throat> the number here. In case you'd like to share or ask a question, is 888-627-6008. Let's go to some other questions. Um, Okay. Uh, uh, The question is, I had several readings from a medium, and in each one I was told that my loved one does not want me to be sad. It's a comforting thought, but how many of our loved ones do want us to be said. In other words, how do I know that the medium is really connecting? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good cu- question. Um, the medium is very likely telling the truth if they're, if they're communicating, uh, um, because that's something that your loved one would, would say. But I understand your skepticism because if that's all that the medium is telling you, then I would question it myself, you know, but if the medium is bringing through identifying evidence, you know, and then that message comes that, by the way, you know, your, your loved one um, is telling me that you have to stop being sad. I mean, then, then it carries more weight. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. You need the evidence first. I would, the medium tells you, you need the medium to tell you something that only you would know about your loved one. That, And then once that happens, you get that aha moment, then you go, oh, wow, it really, they really are communicating. And then they can give you, deliver the messages of love and, and that they're okay and that and that that's a lot more comforting. I, I did hear somebody share uh, an experience with the medium and they, everything that they shared, it was written down in a chat to us at the foundation. It wasn't evident, not, uh, nothing I read was evidential, but the way it made this person feel was priceless. So if it gave her comfort, to me, that's fine. Yeah. Well, there's two ways of looking at that. I I understand perfectly what you're saying. Um, But we don't want, you know, 
certified mediums, you know, we, we, we always want them to provide the evidence first, as Tom said. And also, you know, going further on what Tom said is that when we evaluate, you know, mediums, we, when we score the information, we weight information that's specific more heavily than a piece of information as general in nature. Right. right? So, um, that's because we always use the example, you know, if Melissa is the medium and she's reading me and she said, Bob, I have your great grandmother here. Do you have a great grandmother in spirit? Well, you know, she, she would be 130, you know, so it's a good chance I do. But if you, if you told me her name and her occupation and what she liked to cook and so forth, then that should be scored more heavily than just the fact that she's no longer in this world. So that we just use that as an example. But, um, and don't you think that the specific information is, makes the messages even more powerful? Oh, absolutely. And in this case that I was telling you, it was not one of the Forever Family Foundation certified mediums. Right. And I, I, I completely agree with you, Bob. It has to be someone we would be comfortable recommending. Right. That somebody uh, see. Yeah, and this is probably a good place to bring in a, some a story. I well, story an analogy <laughs> that I uh, have brought up a few times. Preface the fact that our our souls are eternal. Our time on Earth is a hundred years, give or take. I mean, give or take a lot in some cases. Uh, so, in the in the, the scope of things, your lifespan is eternal, and yet you, this little little section, hundred years, is when you're on the physical planet. I I equate it to. Uh, an amusement park ride. You get on a a, uh, a Ferris wheel and you're in one uh, one of those little seats, and then got on before you is is your loved one, and they're on a different seat, and you're going around, you're going around, and then it stops. Then they get off, and you're like, whoa, well, you know, and then you start crying because they're off and they're down there going. No, no, we're still here. And the fact they'll wave, they'll send you a sign. Look, no, we're still here. We're fine. Enjoy the rest of the ride. We'll see you on when you get off. And that's that's the message that was coming through for this this woman. Don't be sad. You're still on the ride. Enjoy yeah. the rest of it, and we'll all be together on the other side. And you know, I can't help but I love it when you tell that story. And also, you know, equating life to a roller coaster and the ups and the downs. And that's the ride you're on. And when things go down, you really don't want to get off because they, they will go back up. It's what's the scientific term? It's that the pendulum, yeah. it, it always goes back again. The yin and the yang. <laughs> um, well, that, that kind of ties in with a different question that we received which was, if we believe that everyone on earth lives on after death and we move to a better realm with more opportunities, why should we not be in a hurry to get there? <laughs> that kind of ties in with what, what you were saying, because there's a, there's a, there's a purpose to the ride. You know, I mean, we, we, we need to not only enjoy the ride while we're here, but learn from it. 
and your contract. If when your contract's up, you'll go. If you cut your contract short, guess what? You're gonna have to come back and finish what you didn't do. Or when you get to the other side, there will be more to do before you get to join your others on that higher plane. Yeah. All right. Let's take another call. We have um, Lisa from Florida on line one. Hi. Thank you so Hi, much Lisa. for taking my call. I have a question. Sure. Um, my my grand um, my grandmother had crossed over in 1990. Uh, my, it's my sister and myself. There's only two of us. And uh, we had a tumultuous relationship. She always had a lot of anger towards me. You know, when I was born, I had physical issues. When I was younger, physical issues. And she always seemed to be, she always just seemed to be angry. I don't know if it was at me or what. And then when we got older, um, incidents happened. And she made it sound like she was helping me, but she kind of wasn't. And then there was a situation that happened. And, um, and I was kind of like, it was, um, I was left in a situation I was not comfortable with. And then, um, and then my, something happened where my sister was lying to my grandmother about something, um, and just, just to get her way. And then something happened years later and she told my grandmother something about me. And I think it was in this instance, in this in this situation that maybe her prior boyfriend who became her husband told her maybe, or I don't know how she would even conceive that this would happen, but I think she might've told my grandmother this misconception and this lie, or she made up something and she told my grandmother to never say anything. And when my grandmother was dying, she had had complications from TB from many years ago and she couldn't talk. And um, my mother said to her, you know, like, what, you know, what is it, what did Lori tell my sister tell her? And um, she said, I can't say, I told her I'd take it to my grave. And she did. She took it to a grave. How does that work when a person crosses over, but yet they were told some sort of lie? Like, my sister's apparently, <laughs> she's, I hate to think of it this way. I hate to think of it this way. And, and I hate to, to say this because she's my sister. But she's very manipulative, and she does, and um, she did something to, and it kind of, she was trying to drive a wedge between my grandmother and myself, and now our biological father passed away, and he had other families, and she's causing problems for them, and it's just horrible what she's doing, um, yeah. and it's just like, well, what happens when you cross over for my grandmother, and actually for my biological father, like, you know, do, do they feel bad? When they cross over, did it, you know, that they kept a secret that they should have just said and then found out it was a total upright lie? Yeah, well, I mean, the good news is, <clears throat> I mean, these are all products of, of our physical world. You know, people, you know, there's a, there's a lot of manipulative people in this world. We're, we're, we're focused on our, uh, we take actions based on our ego mind, which could be based on greed or jealousy or a million other things. But, and then, then you have, you know, her code of honor, you know, she made a promise. So in her mind, you, you, you know, you, you make a promise, you keep it. But, but I believe that once she transitioned, you know, to the next realm, all of these things um, became silly, <laughs> you know, they're immaterial because. Well, she saw the truth. Yeah, she saw the truth, and and, and she's in a a, a, 
a, a, a world now where these things, you know, we don't live by our ego mind. We live based on sharing thoughts and compassion and, and love and so forth. So um, she knows, you know, that, you know, I, I wouldn't have harbor any uh, worries or ill feelings because of that, because I guess in the afterlife, it's it's the big truth. Uh, it's like a big truth serum, you know, you just all these these lies and deception are, are out the window. You see things more clearly for what they what they really are. I may ask another question. <laughs> sure. So, thank you for agreeing, um, and thank you for your answer. Um, do you think she's been with me? And I don't, you know, like I didn't. She's been with me for a couple of years, a few, quite a few years actually. Do you think um, she's, can can they want to? make amends so to say or just like i don't know is that possible that she's trying to you know just she's, i don't know why she's with me but she's she's with me i know it <laughs> there's no clue i mean there's no chance that um yeah. could it be like a um, not a remorse but just a you know like hey i got you here for you now sure i mean <laughs> i think tom will probably want to add to this but i i we hear all the time through medium readings, you know, where the person in spirit is um, wants to make amends and is remorseful about things that took place in the physical realm um, and um, apologies and understanding and words of, of compassion, you know, come through in these readings, even when the person was not capable of that, you know, when they were in the physical realm. So I don't doubt mm-hmm. that, that she's with you to, to comfort you. I, I, I agree with that, too. And, you know, Lisa, what um, I'm so sorry that you have a sister who, who treats you that way and behaves that way. And when I've encountered people in my own life similar to that, feel and I, I sort of feel they've mistreated others or maybe even mistreated me, I just think to myself, wow, that's going to be some life review you have when you get to the other side, because you're going to have to relive everything that you did towards another person and, and, and feel, wow. feel the pain. So that, wow. when I think like that, it makes me feel, you know, I'm not saying anything to the other person. I'm just thinking, I feel so sorry for your life review. <laughs> I didn't so think about helps. the life review. I just feel sorry. Anger in this, you know, that she's, squandering it towards hatred um, to so many people and you know it's, it's just sad but I never thought of that in the other side too. It'll be very too well. sad, yeah sadly it'll be very painful for her on the other side initially until she sees you know how to how to um, make amends yeah, I, you know, is, I was talking to my mother about this and she was saying maybe, you know, we don't know what happened on the, in another lifetime. Could we have like my, my half brother and I, could we have wronged her in another lifetime? And she, you know, I don't know, she's taking it out on us now or something. And our bio dad, is that possible? These are things we don't really know. Yeah, there's, yeah, I don't, we don't have an answer for that. I, my intuition is, no, it's not a thing you've done. It's, uh, it's the person and the path she's on. The path reason. she's on. I, I know. I've, I remember having an issue myself that uh, one of our mediums said, you know, he's, this person has fallen off the path. You know, the, 
he's in his own world, you know, problems. He's got the problems. I mean, it's, it's affecting you because it's, 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 it's hurtful and, and, and that, but you, you cannot take it personally, uh, as even though it's directed right at you physically. Um, I just, you know, I, I jumped to mind, uh, I always hark back to there's a John Lennon song, Instant Karma's Gonna Get You. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Yeah. You know, the, the way, I, the, the way I, I think of it is that while we're in this physical environment, um, it's easy to hide our thoughts and emotions, you know, and our motives. But in the next realm, all communication takes place telepathically. And not only do other people hear our thoughts, but we hear theirs. Um, and since there are no material possessions, there is no motivation, you know, for, for greed or for, or for jealousy. Um, so, um, things are going to, will be quite different, you know, in the next realm and all these, all this crazy stuff that goes on here, this family dynamics and that, that just, this is the only time that that's going to happen in, in this little blip of physical existence yeah. you know, where your mom is, um, it doesn't exist anymore. But I'm glad you, yeah. I'm glad you sense your grandma is around you and um, trying to make things sort of right by you. Yeah. And trust in that. And so thank you so thank much God. for calling, Lisa. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Oh, and can I mention one other thing, please? You're, yeah. you're something with the radio. Could it be my connection and my vibration? Because I'm having like... I don't know if the energy is too much, but I'm, I'm I'm losing some of the radio station online, and I have good connection. No. I didn't know if anybody else experiences no. that. It's like I'm wanting to hear every word. And I'm missing it. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. come on. Well, yeah, I mean, there could be a physical explanation, but it also could be that, you know, people, sometimes people in spirit, you mentioned that she's around you. Um, sometimes they're, they are entities of energy, and sometimes that does affect things like computers so it's possible yeah that's what i was thinking that's what i was feeling and i was wondering am i am i crazy or is that you know can that purely be happening <laughs> definitely you. not crazy yeah. but to set your mind at ease it's not it's not on our end it's clean here so it's getting the signal's getting out but what happens in between is but i wonder the, if lisa listened to the an archived program that like if you listened live and you had difficulty hearing, but then you go back to the archives and it's clean. Maybe that meant oh, in, that, that, in the moment. Good, yeah, that's a good way to check mm. you know, when this goes to or whatever you were listening to. If it was you couldn't hear it when it shows up on the archive, try listening to the file again. You might be able to get a clearer thing. Interesting. How can we get the archives? Could you review that, please? Just go on the website, you know, fervorfamilyfoundation.org, go to Signs of Life Radio, and then Radio Archives. And every show is going back oh, okay. to 2005 is, is, is listed there. Thank you. Thank you okay. so much. All right. And I appreciate these calls. You're all, all, all right. wonderful. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we have um, – don't have a lot of time, but we we can take another question here. We see – one question was simple. Are mediums always in touch with spirit? I mean, it, that, that's it's actually a good question because, you, you know, a lot of people think, well, a medium is just always being bombarded, you know, and they, but it, 
the mediums tell us that that that's not the case, and they're pretty thankful for that. Because just imagine hearing, you know, being bombarded from all different directions with thoughts of not only living people but people that are no longer in the physical. I mean, you'd go nuts; you wouldn't be able to live your life. So mediums um, can they they describe it as just turning off. They have their own individual methods of shutting down to spirit of communication. Um, and um, yeah, I think some we've heard yeah. some of the mediums when they're first developing their abilities and they don't really know what's going on, then it is troublesome and they kind of think they're going crazy because they're hearing all this extra stuff. But that's when it it's helpful to work with, you know, somebody um, who, well, I, I, I don't want to say a trainer, but there's certainly development classes and, and instructors you can work with. In case anyone's listening who has this problem, there are ways to train yourself to be able to, to turn that off, like Bob said. Like, yeah, and, 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 you know, sometimes, you know, people do have schizophrenia and they do hear voices and it's not necessarily from spirit and, and they need to seek you know, medical help. But then there's also a lot of people that hear voices from spirit and that's something to be embraced and not um, because it's, it's not, it's, it's normal. It's not, you know, some sort of a, of of a mental illness and and scientists are studying mediums now to learn the ways by which mediums can shut down, close, their voices, you know, so they figured if they could learn how mediums do it, then they could help people that have, you know, mental illness instead of giving them um, antipsychotic drugs and so forth um, to just teach them techniques, you know, the same way that the mediums use. So, you know, that, that that's interesting. Um, you know, Yale Medical School is doing a, a study on that right now. So fascinating. Yeah. So we're, uh, Almost at the end of our time, um, do we want to read the global peace prayer? Oh, I'd sure. love it. Do you okay. are you capable of uh, speaking that long? <laughs> yeah, well, if not, <laughs> take a break. <laughs> All right. What, um, let us now as one consciousness give our energy of loving thought by praying like this, to love one another, to treat others as we would like to be treated, to forgive others and return love for hate, kindness for anger, to spread this feeling to everyone, to our fellow man, as well as the earth and its environment. And now it's time to say that our loved ones are only a heartbeat away. And science is going to prove it. Thanks, Tom and Melissa. Thanks to everyone. Thanks.